the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, and I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We're a Pinterest management company based out of Portland, Oregon. And we help our clients focus back on their Pinterest or focus back on their content creation while we take care of their Pinterest presence. But I also aim to teach simple, actionable tips here in the podcast so you can DIY your Pinterest marketing. Today, we're going to talk about 2018 Pinterest predictions. And I have here with me today, Christy Hill of ChristyHill.com. Thanks so much, Christy, for hopping on with me into the podcast. Thanks for having me, Kate. I'm excited to talk Pinterest for 2018. I know. We were actually already talking before this podcast, and we realized we actually needed to stop so we could record the podcast because we were talking about too much good stuff. But you should definitely visit ChristyHill.com. Christy is... I'm going to read her tagline because it's so good, straightforward, and super helpful instructions to help you start and grow your blog. I, Christy and I have been working together. We like just kind of bumped into each other in these Pinterest circles, but we find that we share a lot of the same philosophies when it comes to Pinterest marketing and blogging. And so I've loved working with Christy and bouncing ideas off of her, which is why I asked her to come on and do the 2018 Pinterest predictions because we have these kind of conversations all the time. So why not actually record it and have it be useful for all of you? So, Christy, do you want to expand any more on what you are focused on for 2018 on your site before we dive in? You know, on my site is kind of just focusing on the growth, the but but intentional growth. You know, this year I've realized what good does traffic do you? What good does more subscribers do you if it's not converting? So, intentional growth is kind of where I'm going to be focusing my efforts on my own personal growth, and then also helping all of our blogger friends in that direction as well. I love that, and I feel the same way too about like these really quality pieces, like how we invest in our business to be able to give us a return, but have it not just be about these big, huge numbers, but be intentional. So I love that. That's really good. Okay. Um, let's see. First off, I want to start with just a reminder of what Pinterest is. Like Pinterest is a search and discovery network. It's not social media. It's not Facebook. And it's not Instagram. It is where people go to discover and curate ideas. And so trying to apply Facebook marketing or Instagram marketing to Pinterest just is going to leave you frustrated in the end. So knowing that it's search and discovery, knowing that it's a place that you go to curate ideas, it's like YouTube, it's like Google. Um, it's very, it's not super time sensitive, like Facebook or Instagram. So having your brain wrapped around that concept will help you first and foremost in your Pinterest marketing in 2018. Because if you don't have that concept under your belt, you're just going to throw pins on the wall and throw them up and go, why isn't anything working? Would you agree with that, Christy? I would definitely agree. And I would add in, you know, it's a search and discovery for ideas and possibilities. You know, you're, you're not just looking for, for, to look at something pretty, you're looking at some, they're looking for things that they can actually implement into their lives. It has to be something actionable, kind of, you know, something that they can apply to their own life. So they're searching and discovering for that kind of content. And they are definitely, um, you have the dreamers. There's a lot of millennials. Like we looked at um, some of the stats that they had from last year is that 200 million users we're at now. 
And how many searches per day have they said? Or monthly, I think it was. Wow, that's incredible. Two million monthly. And half of all millennials are on Pinterest every month. It is a really big big number. number. In fact, you... You don't hear like it's kind of surprising too. like you. Pinterest has been around for a while. I mean, since 2009. And so you just never know who it's going to appeal to. But we find that it does cross a lot of um, generational lines and a lot of demographic lines. Like men are still uh, a really fast growing user base. In fact, just this last weekend was Christmas and my brother is on Pinterest a lot and he looks for ideas for his... He has a wood um, building business where he builds furniture out of this freshly milled lumber. It's super fancy. But he goes on there to get ideas for what he's going to build next. So there's a lot of people who are business owners too, small business owners who are using it as a place for ideas, but also a place to market their products. Yeah, that's awesome. I was also just reading the like automobile and like is taking up a big um, as a growth in search this year. And so I found that interesting that people are searching for ideas on how to either look for cars or to fix their cars on Pinterest. Yeah, I was actually just thinking about that this weekend as as I was driving and thinking about all these, you know, as we're switching from 2017 to 2018, you have these car model switches. And so it's super smart. I've even seen Honda do a lot of ads for their new minivan. Like it's super smart for them to do that because you've got a lot of these millennial moms on there that are looking for new vans or people looking for, you know, new fancy sports cars, whatever it is. But that takes us back to that search and discovery piece that people are going there to look specifically for images. Like, I think that's what's so great about Pinterest is that it is this image based platform. And that's what people want. Like they want to be they want to see it first. It's kind of like if they were able to touch it, they don't want text anymore. They want an image. Right. They want to see it and they want to see it in real life, you know, settings too. And yes. like even on Amazon, I find myself skipping everything and going and looking at the like people's reviews with pictures. And that's what I'm yeah. looking for. And so I think Pinterest is that's all already there. Like you don't have to skip the crap. You just see the images of what it is there. Yes. Skip the crap. <laughs> Let's do that. Well, and you know what's really cool? I've noticed this on Pinterest lately. And some people said they couldn't see it very well on mobile. But I have have loved Pinterest is prompting you as a user to share your photo of how um, how it works. Like I, maybe if you made the recipe, share a picture of it. In fact, I pinned something just recently. I think it was a, like a drink for Christmas. And the next thing that popped up on my app a few days later was they wanted me to share a picture of my drink and review it. And we found actually for a lot of our clients that their top pins had a ton of reviews that there were tons of people leaving their pictures and writing what they did with the recipe, which I thought was super creative and pretty cool because Pinterest has usually been known as like the introverts platform, right? And so this is actually getting them and they're engaging with it. And then it's like that Amazon review piece. We get to see their pictures. Uh, And I think that's awesome, especially in Pinterest, because you always have that like Pinterest fail or the Pinterest wins. And that's (laughs) really cool to see. And and also like what a, I don't know, it has to be like a good feeling for bloggers to see like, wow, people actually did my stuff. And whether or not it turned out exactly how you did it or not, people took your idea and ran with it. And that's amazing. That's awesome. That's exactly why you put the content out there is to help these people and you did it. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think it's something that, you know, we didn't discover until late in 2017. And I don't think a lot of bloggers have picked up on the fact that people are doing this. And so it's a great way to go back through those comments and comment back to people and say, Oh, I love that you made this or I have more chicken recipes on my site or whatever it is. But it's a way for you to engage with your actual user, which is not something we're prone to do on Pinterest because comments feel kind of funny, like they can be really spammy. Like it's it's rare to come across a genuine comment. So the fact that we see people leaving like images is just, I, I love it. I'm super excited about that engagement and what will happen over this year. All right. So that's one of our tips. Then go check out your popular pins and see if anyone's tried it and engage there with them. Yes, definitely a good idea. Okay. So before we go and dive into our topics, I want to say this, um, just kind of putting this disclaimer out for Christy and I, we're going to talk about predictions. We don't have a magic eight ball. We don't have insider info, even though I would like it. So if Pinterest is listening, you can definitely email me. Um, but we're just kind of guessing as to where they're headed and how we can best prepare. And a lot of this comes from Christy and I doing a lot of education and reading a lot of things that Pinterest puts out, attending webinars, and then really being on the platform for quite a significant amount of time. Pinterest or SimplePin is now actually four years old, but I spent a, a previous year to that. So five years of marketing on Pinterest. And I know Christy has spent a lot of time. So just know that we want you to take these as just predictions. And I'd like that's a fancy word for or like we're guessing. But we with all social media platforms, you kind of have to do that. And you have to look back at where they've been to be able to see where we're going. And our whole goal is we don't want to overwhelm you, but we want to help you be streamlined. And like Christy said, intentional with what you're doing so that you're not wasting your time. Because we know that there are a lot of teachings on Pinterest out there. There's a lot of courses and you could spend gazillions of dollars on all of this stuff. But we just want to help boil it down to where it's easy to process, easy to implement, and you know how to make sense in your business. But we again just want to make sh- make sure you know, like we don't have any insider info that nobody else has. So <laughs> and we'll try not to come up with something there too crazy out of out of left park, you know. <laughs> yes, I know we are. Uh, yes, we are not going to overwhelm you or do anything that's going to make you chase your tail. Like again, both Christy and I are very intentional, and we want to make sure that you get the, just what you need to move your business forward. So, with that said, Christy, I'm going to let you dive into the first topic that we have listed. All right. So first topic I have listed is topics, actually. I really see Pinterest focusing more on topics and categories and um, kind of like that explore section on certain, on very specific categories or trending categories. You know, so recently I started a new Pinterest account just for fun, just to, you know, get back in that beginner um, shoe. And I was really surprised at the emails I was getting from Pinterest. And it was all about like, you want to follow this board because it fits into this category. And you want to follow this board because you um, because you saved this article. And so it was really helping me link the categories that I was interested in and encouraging me to do that. So I thought that was kind of fun to notice. And then also at Christmas time, we saw... I, did you ever explore or play with the Pinterest Santa? I didn't. I had actually a couple of clients come to me and say they had these random boards. But that's kind of the extent that I played with it was just going, wow, all these Santa boards are appearing 
on people's <laughs> profiles. <laughs> the Santa boards instantly like had this Santa prediction and they were helping you pick out gifts, which was like half of it, you know, was fun from the user end. But of course I dug in from the marketing end and connected with that, they were helping people find gifts in certain trending categories. And Pinterest themselves created their own pins that were leading to top trending categories so that they were trying to direct traffic to these top trending categories where they could then buy things for these for Christmas. But it was super interesting to see them creating their own pins to direct you. Like it, it literally just directed you to a search page. And so I'll send Kate the links there so we can include those in the show notes. But um, definitely they're trying to encourage people with trends. And, you know, they, they come up with their monthly trend reports and they have their yearly trend reports. So they're focusing on categories, you know, on different aspects there. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that people need to remember about this is that Pinterest has what we call the smart feed. And so um, it's this thing where people... Pinterest wants to make sure that your feed is curated to your ideas. Like it's not that they want to, um, they don't want to help like sell you stuff all the time, but they actually want to make what they do useful. And so if they see what you're interested, they see all these things that you're clicking on, they start to connect the dots of what you like the most, then they want to show that to you. It's like what Google has done, right? Like we want to search for something and actually have it result in what we're interested in instead of something way off in left field. Right. But at the same time, I was reading something interesting with an interview from Ben. And he said, with Pinterest, you're going to go and you're going to find your exact results in the search. But you're going to find something that's kind of just a tiny bit different sometimes. And because they're allowing you a wiggle room to find things you didn't know you wanted that you actually do want to inspire your life more. And just based on what you've already searched, you know, it's kind of this idea that the machine is smarter than you in some ways. Um, But that's kind of a cool aspect too, that you can find things you didn't know you were looking for. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that is a, you know, if people have been on Pinterest like pre 2014, there was an element of like, you know, you followed people and then you got to see all their crazy pins. There was an element that people liked about that because you would see that somebody was kind of into knitting, even though you weren't, but you got these different kind of crazy things every once in a while, unless somebody like binge pins, like 50 pins of this, like very similar things and you could get annoyed. But there was an element of kind of liking, oh, I didn't even, that's really cute. I didn't know I would even like that. Right. So I do kind of miss that. Right. My, when it was just followers, you know, my sister-in-law found out I was pregnant before I announced because, because I was pinning baby blankets and stuff. And, you know, there was no secret boards or anything. And she messaged me. And she said, no, no. Why, why did I think I did, that? I did love that. Like you could really kind of figure out what was going on with people if whatever they were pinning, which I think this is a good segue into you know, before it was follower based, and now we've gotten to interest. And we've seen this continual downplay of followers, you know, I get a lot of questions, like, almost weekly, I get the question, like, how do I grow on followers? How do I grow on followers? And that's just not what Pinterest, that's not where their focus is. Like, it's more following an interest as opposed to following a person. And I've often thought they're going to remove followers completely. But I don't know. What's your thoughts? I I wouldn't doubt that either. I think the only reason they wouldn't is just because of the backlash that they would get, you know, because it's just change. It's too much change. And we as people get scared of change. Um, but I agree. Like, I just don't see them focusing on followers very much. And and even if you think of yourself as a user, like when I'm browsing, I'm never, I 
never follow just a person. Um, in the feed, they recommend boards for me to follow and I follow those boards sometimes, but never a person is. So there's a lot of bloggers who worry about followers and that's for the sake of sponsors usually. Those are the people that are really concerned about that. And and there is some, you know, there's value to that. They That is important for their sponsors. Unfortunately, we can't convince all sponsors that it's not the most important metric to look at. So I get it. So yeah. And I always tell people, <laughs> excuse me, I always tell people too, that followers don't translate to traffic. So there's this idea, like if I have 50,000 followers, then I am going to get way more clicks. But there was a study we did actually, it's two years ago now, but it's on... Simple pin, and we'll link to that in the show notes, but showed somebody who get has like 10,000 followers can get the same amount of traffic as somebody with like 80,000 followers. It really is back to keywording and getting into those interest feeds and leveraging your audience. Like there's just so many other factors for getting traffic beyond followers. But if you do want to make that something that you need to increase or you need to make it increase for sponsors, I do recommend the Milo Tree app. I've had that now for like 18 months or so. And I think it took me from, I don't know, 4,000 followers to I think I'm over 12,000. And I don't pin consistently because people are always uh, practicing on my account. So there'll be lulls of time where nobody's pinning on my account. And then lots of pinning. And so it, it helps be consistent with that, with all the traffic that is coming from printers to my site, prompting them to follow me. So we'll link to that in the show notes too. Yeah. So big takeaway, don't worry about followers unless you have to for sponsor purpose, but otherwise focus on the traffic, which is obviously from the SEO and keyword, but followers and traffic, not the same. Not the same. I actually like had a pin that had a higher ROI back when I had only a thousand followers than I ever did with my current like 15,000, you know, it's just totally different. Yeah, that, you bring up a really good point about the ROI and looking at like, making sure that whatever people are clicking on the traffic that you're getting, you have you're converting them or you're like doing something intentional with them. And I think that's always something for us to pay attention to. As far as monetization and internal linking, a lot of people forget that they're just focused on the click. And then not two steps beyond that. All right. So number three is dealing with growing pains. And I love that you put Pinterest is in its teenage years. So describe that a little bit more. It's totally how I've been thinking of Pinterest lately because they just, they're in that change phase. They don't know who they want to be or where, what they're going to be or what they're going to look like. You know, one day they're emo and the next day they're prep. Who knows? You know, like descriptions, no descriptions, long pins, short pins. Um, I don't know. So I just think they're in this like growing pain trying to figure out where they're going and what they're going to be when they grow up. And so I think we're going to continue seeing that in 2018. So I don't think they're done with changes. I don't know. Maybe they're going to change how they display our board covers again. And and it's just going to happen and we have to learn to roll with it. So yeah. And that change is just a part like there, there isn't a way to stay for a social media platform to stay a certain way and then keep it that way. And there isn't also a way to go backwards. You know, I see a lot of people wanting like the 2013, 2014 traffic. And it's like, we're not going back there. Like, let's just jump to 2018. This is where we are. They're going to make, this is where we are. Exactly. They're going to make changes. And one thing to note too, for the past two years, there's been speculation that they will go public. So you have to remember is that they have to appear, if they want to go public, they have to appeal to shareholders. And so Facebook did that a couple of years ago too. And there was a lot of changes that happened with that. And that's business. Pinterest is a 
business. They're not here to serve us as a marketer. They're here to serve their end user base and to provide a really great service for the typical user. And so just know that when they make changes, that's why they make a change is because their users are requesting something and they want to honor that. They want to make sure that their platform is continually amazing. So we as marketers have to look at that and go, okay, how can I fall in line with that and appeal to the user base? Yes. Always working to improve for the Pinterest user. Yes. It's in its teenage years. And recognizing that their user is growing across Mm. the world now. So they have to really, you know, they have to really think about everybody and not just one specific type of person, but a worldwide user base. Yes, such a great point. I think it was this last year they grew by 50% internationally and that their platforms are, you know, a lot of you who use Google Analytics to track where your traffic is coming from, what you'll see is a lot of the country codes. So uk.pinterest.com or... Um, I mean, there it's everywhere. I mean, it's all over. So it's really, you know, you have to think if you are somebody that does cross multiple, um, you know, we had somebody we worked with for a while who was French. So she would have some pins in French and some pins in English. So just know that like that's an option for those of you who have, um, you know, international traffic bases and that that's something important to think about as we go forward. All righty. So weeding out. Talk a little bit about that. Okay, so weeding out. So like you mentioned earlier, Pinterest's end user is the user. You know, that's their end goal is to provide an awesome experience for their end user and to show them what they want, what they're looking for. And, and part of that is going to have to be on weeding out. There's a lot of content on Pinterest right now. And so they're going to have to get smarter on how, what they're serving their audience, whether that's in related pins in the feed or in search, is that they have to get better at showing quality content or their users are going to get upset. Right. So the user doesn't get upset at the blogger if it's not the right content. They get upset about Pinterest for not showing the right content. And so I just think we're going to see that in 2018 and 1920, you know, going forward is that Pinterest is going to hone in on what they show as quality content, just like Google has, just like Facebook has, they're going to show the quality content. So what do you think that means for us as marketers and things we need to pay attention to on our site and what we do on our end? On our end? Well, I think I think that's a good question because quality content doesn't just mean your post rocks. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll start there. I mean, when I see content, I mean more than that is that your site as a whole has to be quality. So a, you know, your headline needs to be a clickbait, but it needs to actually perform once they get there. Cause if you, they read the title and that's something they want, they get there and it's not what the title promised. They're going to bounce back to Pinterest. Like 15 ways to lose weight in like 15 minutes or something yeah, and like then that. They get there and it's not what they wanted, right? So, so you got to follow through with your promise, with your titles. Because Pinterest is going to know if they keep clicking back to Pinterest, then okay, well, this wasn't actually what they were looking for. So we don't want to serve that at the front. So follow through with what you promise. Um, I think site performance is going to be a big one. And I think we've talked a lot about this this year, Kate. We noticed with the whole make it thing, the reason that they implemented that was because pinners were complaining that it was taking too long to get to recipes, like it was too slow. And of course, they blamed Pinterest and not the blogger. But so we need to make sure that our sites are performing, that it's loading fast. And I'm not saying you have to go all AMP on it, but, you know, make sure it's optimized as much as it can be. Well, and really think through your ads. I think that's a big thing is that ads slow down your site tremendously. And if you have not spent time um, clicking from Pinterest to your site on your phone or on your tablet, you really need to do that to understand 
what the user is experiencing, what they go through, because a a lot of times I'll click from Pinterest. And while I love the pop-ups to get people on email, what I don't love is ones I can't close or let follow me or like, it's so frustrating because I just want to see what it is on the other side of this pin. Is it something I'm going to use? And our patience level is so short, like our, we're done, like two seconds, if I haven't getting gotten the content that I want, I'm out. And so you have to think about how a user is interacting with your content. And what Christy's referring to with the make this or recipe gate or whatever it's been called multiple, multiple times is that um, Pinterest's biggest complaint was that um, from their users that the sites didn't load. And so what they did was they created this make this that bypassed the website essentially giving you just the the pared down information. Well, people kicked back, bloggers, content creators kicked back to that and said, well, this is not okay because you bypass my ads. Well, Pinterest stopped it, but they still want to find a solution for helping their users engage with the content quickly and easily. So we need to take that heed that as a warning, excuse me, that we need to be smart about how fast our sites load. So if you are somebody that's like, I have no idea what that is, there's a lot, we'll link to some people who can help you with that in the show notes, because I know that it's hard if you don't know how to connect with a developer to help you make sure that your site speed is good. And do you know of a website that they can go to to check that? Or is that something you need to do multiple tests? You could do you could do both with multiple tests. Um, I like PageRanker or Google PageSpeed Test. There's a few different ones out there. So. Okay, we'll link to those in the show notes then. Okay, um, and you know we don't know what Pinterest rankings are. I think I sent you a link the other day where we noticed that for promoted pins that they were already using speed as a ranking factor for those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. And again, you guys pay attention to this stuff because Pinterest doesn't, they're, when they put it out there and they talk about it with promoted pins, just know that it's going to happen organically as well. Right. So they were recommending to the people who are paying for promoted pins that their site needed to load fast. So it's important enough there for the people that are paying. It's important for us too. So, and you know, and it's going to help you all around because Facebook likes it, Google likes it because it, it, it comes back to them because people think it's them connecting it. So they want our sites to load fast. So let's do it. So you say in some in the notes that we have here, if Google has done it, Pinterest might. Yeah. So expand on that. A little bit. I think it's safe to say, and that's kind of part of that growing pains, kind of part of that weeding out. Um, you know, we said we, we don't have a magic eight ball, but we do know that there are platforms that are further advanced than Pinterest and what they've had to do to show quality content and to provide their users. I think it's safe to say that Pinterest will have to do the same thing. So with Google, you know, they had to create algorithms that docked people because of spam, right? We had a uh, Google crackdown on keyword stuffing, Google crackdown on mobile friendly, Google crackdown on. So I think those things that we've seen Google do, I think we can see Pinterest do in the future as well. Yeah, it is. I, I think I heard at one point, it was probably two years ago, so I'm sure it's changed, but that a significant number of previous Google employees now worked at Pinterest. So, you know, I mean, they carry some secrets with them. So and they knew, know it works, you know, like why, why could we create something if it worked for one platform and like we could do the same thing. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. So um, here's some other questions that people have asked that I think they're curious about for 2018 is group boards. And a lot of people, group boards were super duper popular and worked really effectively 2013, 2014. And since then, we've seen them 
kind of um, drop pretty drastically in their performance. They're not a quick way to the top like they were they were before. But we also have the introduction of like Tailwind Tribes. So the, all of these collaborative efforts are out there, but people still want to know, are group boards still effective? Are they still something that they should use as part of a marketing strategy? I think so. I still have, I don't, Okay, it's not very solid research advice, but I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you had an interesting group board strategy that you implemented for your own group board this year that I thought was super smart. So talk a little bit about that. Oh, I just closed that down actually. <laughs> oh, interesting. Only okay. Because group board, running your own group board can be really overwhelming. Only in the fact yeah. that people are constantly wanting to join it and it's hard to upkeep that. So running your, I will say that for running your own, it's just hard to keep monitoring people coming in. And um, so for me, I just had to shut mine down to new applicants because I wasn't worth my investment right now, my time investment in monitoring that because I was getting hundreds of applicants a day wanting to join. <laughs> so not a day, oh. but, but that was exaggeration. But right. it's felt like it, you know. No, but still, when you get a lot, even like five feels like a lot because you have to take time to manage it. You have to take time to add them. And it was important for me to have a quality board. So I was like checking to make sure that they had nice pins, that their website fit the content of the group board. Um, but anyway, what I was doing, and I would recommend it because it gave me control, is I created a landing page to join my group board. So if you wanted to join the board, you would visit the landing page. You'd give me your Pinterest URL, your email address so that I could email you if need be. And then I would accept you or decline you into my group board. So if somebody's new to marketing on Pinterest, whether they're a content creator or an e-commerce person, do you think that they could start and get gain some speed without a group board? Or do you think that they should have at least four to five starting out? You still aim to join group boards, knowing that it might take a long time for people to get back to to join them. Like it's not an easy thing to join anymore, just because like me, other group board owners are overwhelmed. But I would try to join some. Some of my best performing pins still come from group boards. But most of quality ones, like you don't necessarily want to look for the one with the most followers. Like we said, followers don't matter as much. And you don't necessarily want to look for the ones with the most contributors. Look for one that has quality, that has content that matches yours. Very true. Don't just look for something that has a ton of followers because we know that some of those with a lot of followers and a lot of contributors can share some pretty sketchy pins I've seen. Right. And like we mentioned, they don't have as much pull as they used to. And that's part of the reason why is because Pinterest realized, oh, these are kind of spammy boards. So um, my advice for group boards is to look for really niche down ones that are very specific because then you'll know that it's the right content. The way Pinterest works, I was reading about how they link boards, you know, and it's they link boards and know what a board is about based on how that pin is saved to another pin, to another board. You know, there's like this web thing going on, which is hard to explain on a podcast and not in a picture. <laughs> yes, I know. That's true. That's the, the hard part of audio versus visual, yeah. right? But so that would be my advice with group boards and, and for new people joining in on them. It's just find one that's really focused in so that it is exactly what you want to save stuff to. All right. So the next one is images. And we have seen images go from horizontal to vertical to really, really vertical. And now just this year in a webinar, Pinterest said that square images are okay. So where what would you say the optimal size is right now? And where do you see Pinterest going over the next year? I still think it's safe to say that two to three ratio always like it's kind of been their universal size and it's always been there. They have changed 
um, their size recommendations over the years, but that two to three has always been there. So I think it's safe to stay with that. But yeah, um, and even they've been updating, I kind of track these their size guide quite a bit, and they've updated their text too a lot. So the ideal aspect ratio is vertical. Uh, but square images can work well too. It's kind of the text that they're giving right now. Yeah, I would think people have been surprised by that. And one thing we've we've noticed as well is a lot of those blank colored boxes. Yeah, what's the deal with, going on with that? Baby? You know, I don't know. I have had several people email me. One of our clients and one of our former clients too. Some are all blue and some are all pink, and both equally as frustrated. The only thing I can see that's happening is when a typical user is pinning on their phone. Um, that might be the first option that's popping up in the upper left. And because it's hard to tell on your phone, which ones are vertical, it all they all look square. So either Pinterest is making that the number one option and people are just choosing it, which is surprising because it's not the actual image. Right. Or there, there is some kind of funky glitch going on. Yeah, I kind of feel like there might. Yeah, I don't know. Because I've noticed too, with, if you like go to Pinterest.com slash source slash your URL. Um, I've noticed yeah. on my own, I'm like, whoa, I have all these ugly boxes. Mine are all purple. Interesting. I am going to go look right now to see what it, what color mine are because <laughs> I'm actually super curious. I wonder if they're all red. I don't know. It would be weird to see. Um, so mine are actually, I have a lot of them as well. Mine are like a purplish and a blue. I have two colors and it seems to be the same post. Um, over and over again. It's not any of my other content. It looks like it's just, yeah, my how to clean up Pinterest boards post is the one that it keeps coming through. That's right, because that's like a Pinterest popular one too. So they're coming from Pinterest and then that's, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's I don't know. <laughs> I know, I know. More speculation. Exactly. It's super weird that all of a sudden it's happening. Um, so again, if if anybody knows anything um, or is from Pinterest and wants to give us some more information, I would be happy to take it. We're all hoping that's a Pinterest fish. So. <laughs> yes. And you know, it's leading to the right post. And um, it's... So you, we'd have to mess around with it and see what's going to happen with that. So yeah, a glitch... Again, these glitches happen. And one thing that you and I have always said is that when Pinterest changes things, we tend to see glitches. And so we always want to wait at least two to three months sometimes to see how things settle because they test things a lot. And some people will have it and some people won't. And it it probably, I, I get, this is my guess. You can tell me if you think this too. I would say it takes them a full eight to nine months before they actually fully release something. With the exception of hashtags, I feel like they did that pretty quick. Like they weren't, they didn't test hashtags. They just went for it. That's probably true. But, yeah. but back you know. to size, you know, I think what it comes down to is either you need to think like a designer or you need to hire a designer. Because um, regardless of the size, it's just creating beautiful pins that stand out in the feed. So I don't care what size it is. Just make it beautiful and stand out, you know, for whatever topic you are. And, and think that people are searching for this, right? So not necessarily are they browsing like blah, 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 where's something cool to find. But they are actually searching for this topic or something related to it. So think about that when you design your pins and don't worry so much about size and just make it pretty. Yeah, we. I will link to another podcast I did with Cassie of the Whole Fully blog. She talked about um, creating pins that capture the pinner's attention from a very simple standpoint. And that is episode 65. You can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 65 to get more info about images. 
Alrighty. So there is, let's touch on hashtags because that is so new from 2017 and we're going to be using them in 2018. So what we know about them is that Pinterest said that you can use up to 20, but I recommend no more than four to five and that they populate in the chronological hashtag feed. So you don't have to go back and like update all your pins, but you can add a hashtag to your description on your site. So it's still, I would say that would be one of those things where it's still unfolding and we're still seeing how it's going to be used, but they now allow hashtags. Who knew? I'm still in denial. (laughs) I know. know. It was kind of like that whiplash feeling like, wait, wait, what? You just said you were going to have this whole time. (laughs) You told us. Big brother came and got rewarded. I know. Right. Like I feel like, you know, one of the things we have to, we know about hashtags as well as that the users have to pick up on using them first. And I don't know the user base on Pinterest. I don't know if they're quite accustomed to it yet because it just hashtags haven't been used over there. So we have to see how they respond first. And I've, no, I've noticed not on desktop, but on my mobile phone. And I know, Kate, you say this a lot, you know, get on your mobile app and play there. Like don't mark it and play there. And um, I've noticed that you know, if you click on the trending, if you click search, they're recommending hashtags that are popular now. So they are trying to get their user base to use them and to use trending hashtags. Christmas cookies are still trending in case you're wondering, along with Valentine's Day decor. Yes, Valentine's Day decor. That at the time of recording, yeah. at least. <laughs> I know exactly. We're recording this at the end of December as we're getting ready for January. And so we're in that that week here, which I was just, a friend of mine sent me, you know, there's Huge or who I can never say it right. But there's another one called Rom Jewel, which apparently that is also uh, something that people search because it's the time between Christmas and New Year's where you really take a pause. And so I, you know, thinking about all these search terms too, and how you can get into that, the search, you know, getting into people's feeds that way. Keywords are still front and center for 2018. So don't drop that off. Like make sure that you know what keywords your people are searching. And if you're struggling with which ones to use, do a search on Pinterest, see what other keywords are out there. And definitely check out those little tabs. They like, they tell you, it's great. <laughs> like they tell you what else you can just start with one thing and they tell you the rest. So it's easy. <laughs> yeah, I know people talk about is there a Pinterest keyword tool? Yes, it's the guided search tool. It's Pinterest. Yeah, it's Pinterest. <laughs> exactly. It's right there at the top. Um, and, you know, just as a like call to action too for this year for you, do spend some time on your mobile app playing around. Like I, I do this a lot with my friends who are not marketers who just use Pinterest in real life. I pay attention to what they're doing. And we I've actually started using the messaging app on Pinterest quite a bit. Um, in fact, I was sitting around with some friends, we were talking about haircuts, and we're just sitting across from each other, messaging each other pins instead of holding up our phone. And I think more people use that messaging feature than we realized. And so start using Pinterest on your phone. For It doesn't have to be a ton of time because we know you have a lot of other things on your list, but just use it and see what's happening. I think that's a, a really big thing that people don't do as marketers is we forget about the end user. Right. I too used to listen to the other day. I was browsing and I saw this like Harry Potter food recipe 
And I was like, oh, this is cool. And I just sent it to a friend who I haven't talked to in a long time. And I was like, this reminds me of our Harry Potter party we had 10 years ago. It would be great for the party. And, and then we just started sharing these like Harry Potter food recipe things back and forth. And so it was just kind of fun on Pinterest, just sharing this like Harry Potter stuff. So it is a point like people are like we say it's not a social platform, but they are giving us options to talk. So they are. That is a really good point. They're definitely giving us options to talk. And one thing to note, too, uh, about people's buying habits, like if you're an e-commerce person, is that um, people share ideas about things for other people to buy. So even when I was trying to redecorate my living room, my friend was sending me these pictures of living rooms with the colors I wanted and the chair I wanted. And I would go to these websites and I would look for the link to buy the chair and I would look for these things. So make sure that your stuff is updated because people do share those things. And that's a, especially if you're an affiliate marketer, that is a great way to make money is, you know, share, talking about products and linking to them. People are ready to buy. Right. And your posts stay a long time on Pinterest. So definitely check out those old posts. We know that Amazon links go dead after a while, you know, or different affiliate links. So check them. If you're getting a lot of traffic to those posts, check your affiliate links and make sure they still send to a product that's viable. Yeah, that's a really great point because a lot of the the chairs I clicked on were at Target and they were gone. They were all sold out. So just update your link to and say that you've updated it. Say like this chair is no longer in stock, but here's another option. I would have bought so much of that stuff like in a heartbeat but people hadn't updated their posts no and you know this is something that i've been talking to a lot of this is kind of sidetrack pinterest but but update your posts like we always spend so much time posting out new content it's like well you already have great content just update it so that it's relevant and it's, and it's new again and it's going it's working for you so why not yep going into 2018 like spend don't spend a ton of time, make a list of your top 10 posts, look at them, or even have, if you have a virtual assistant, have them look at them and just do a dust off. You know, if you haven't looked at them in a year, especially going into January, maybe there's some things you've forgotten about that have organization or healthy eating or whatever it is, make sure you're dusting those things off so they're ready to go for the year. All right. So anything, any last minute predictions? Thoughts for 2018 and Pinterest? Well, the other thing I was thinking about, I was reading an interview from Ben Cyberman. Cyberman, right? Cyberman, yeah. yeah. Cyberman, yeah. So he, they're really excited about this whole visual lens. Yeah. Thing. And I don't know how much us we are, but they're talking about a lot and they're spending a lot of their money on researching this visual lens <clears throat> and lens search. And, and Ben says, you know, he just thinks that search isn't going to be text anymore. It's going to be your camera. Yep. I definitely and agree. So, so, so that's where they're going for 2018 and we're going to see them play around with that. So um, that goes back again to creating images that are clear. You know, you're working on your photography. Um, that article also mentioned um, that, you know, clear photography shows up better in search just because the visual machine can recognize it. So we know that they're focusing their efforts on improving this visual machine lens thing and they don't know where they're going with it either. Mm-hmm. So. They're in their teenage years. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, that's a great reminder about visual search. And um, if you're a product seller to do those lifestyle shots and to mess around with lens too, see how it works on your phone, take pictures of things, see what populates, see what keywords are attached because, um, you know, things are always evolving, like you said, and we have to be on top of that and making sure we're prepared. 
last thing I'm going to wrap back one more. We talked about hashtags and descriptions. And I just remembered that a lot of people in the group have been like, well, I can't see descriptions. So why should I use them? But just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not there. Yes, that. <laughs> so I think we'll end with that. Good images and good descriptions. Yeah. And the group that Christy's referring to is my Facebook group. And you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash Facebook and request to join. It is the place where we're talking only Pinterest. We're not talking about group boards even. I mean, we talk about group boards, but it's not a place to join group boards. It's really a place to get the the most up-to-date Pinterest information that people are sharing. It's super helpful, collaborative. Like there's a lot of different types of marketers in there. So if you want a community of other Pinterest marketers to get ideas, definitely join the group because we are chatty, 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 which is good. All right, Christy, where can they go to connect with you and find out more about you? Yeah, definitely check out christyhill.com. And then on social platforms, it's Hey Christy Hill. Awesome. And Christy with a K. Christy with the K. A K-I-E, <laughs> not a Y. K and I. Yeah. Who knew that having, yeah podcast and name spelling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we have everything in the show notes too. So if you want more information about this episode, anything that we've talked about, you can head over to Simple Pin and um, you can get all the information there. And I will get the number for you in just a minute as I'm trying to pull it up here on um, as I'm, you know, looking for things. Yeah, and I'll just say good luck with Pinterest marketing in 2018. We're excited for you guys to grow. Yes, I'm definitely excited. And I think there's going to be great things ahead. And keep your head down, keep focused, and don't get super caught up in what everybody else is doing. Really look at what's working for you. What is the thing that um, makes your blog work or your e-commerce site work or whatever it is? What's the thing that actually is going to, like Christy said in the beginning, be an intentional decision? on your part to kind of continue to move the needle forward. So be smart and be strategic for sure. Alrighty, you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 82. You can see all of our predictions, all the links we talked about and um, follow both of us and then join the Facebook group. So thanks again, Christy. Super excited that you were here to share all of your predictions with me. 